Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wheel Sports Podcast, where we're going to talk about Aston, Aston Martin, and Ferrari, even. And I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful people uh, on our YouTube stream. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining. Looking forward to it. Bit of a later one today. Um, I had a lot of stuff to do this morning, and uh, I should have, I'm trying to just after this, edit the first video of the year, which is crazy because it's February 13th. Um, the first video of the year for Wheel Sports. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a sneak peek about what the first one's going to be about. You can probably imagine um, I want to have my say, but in a different way that suits the new um, the new Wheel Sports ethos of, of creating videos that have a little bit longer of a shelf life. So I'm going to be taking this from a different angle, but to everyone who's watching this live, I'm going to give you a sneak peek right now of the uh, the cover of the next video for Wheel Sports, which will go live tomorrow, hopefully. Um, as long as everything's in check. Uh, so if you're watching this, you'll be able to see, obviously it's going to be a Hamilton's uh, epilogue or, you know, the ending of his career at Ferrari. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just mean this is like the start of the end for Hamilton. He said it himself. So that's what the video is going to be about. The good, the bad, the ugly, um, and so on. So with that being said, uh, we're going to jump back in now and talk to the group, all of you watching and chatting um about aston and ferrari who've both launched their cars we've got mercedes obviously tomorrow um which i will be covering probably alongside red bull on thursday um just because this week is a bit hectic for me and i'm trying to get everything done so that i can do a full live coverage nine hours a day of um uh of the testing which is uh next week which is insane um okay so let's catch up so vincenzo says anyone else watching from the pub um, obviously, I was joking there, Vincenzo. That's why I put the pub in the background. I thought you'd enjoy that. I'll put it on again for a second. Um, and uh, Hank is here. He is at five o'clock the next day. Jesus, that's insane. Um, let me see what else is there. There's Ariosto. says, Carlos, Meme, and Lewis on the Ferrari overall has been a nice touch. Yeah. Um, Oh, on the overall. Sorry, I just got what you meant there. Yeah, I put the Carlos meme and Lewis on the uh, on the thumbnail of this uh, video, this live stream. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to this on Spotify, as many of you do, surprisingly, um, please do leave a five-star review. Um, Vincenzo says, did you see the Photoshop of the Ferrari broken down? Yeah, I did. And actually, what I did was, as my stream starting soon, which I'll pop back up again, this image was hilarious because everyone assumed that the car was beached in this point. But if you look closely uh, at it, the actual full image, which I can put up here if you want. Um, is that the full image there? Give me a second. Yeah. So if you look at this, you can actually see it. It's it's going onto a road, um, but it did look a lot like it was uh, it was beached. Um, Hanks in the Netherlands. Mevadello, welcome to the chat. Uh, is it possible that four top teams will be hiding any details until they showcase, showcase their cars? Until the first race. Uh, maybe not first race, but definitely till testing. I would expect to see a lot of extra details uh, between now and testing. Um, how fun will it be if the Ferrari 2024 car turns out to be an awful, to be awful and Lewis has to watch Titanic sink knowing he'll be on board next year? To be honest, the thing is, I think um, it's going to be rough for perhaps, I don't know, the Ferrari actually looks decent, but it really depends because Aston Martin have gone quite aggressive. I think the Ferrari ethos at the moment is realistically, let's just see how this year goes. But it, it looks like they're going to switch off fairly early. I think most teams this year, the top teams will switch off fairly early at the start of the season, focusing on 2025 so that they can spend basically all of 2025 focusing on 2026. So I think this season could be interesting because it's really going to be a, a season of two halves in a big way, more so than last year, definitely more, I would say more akin to 2022, I suppose, where I think we'll have a situation where you'll see possibly Red Bull, I would say is the favorite to be there. Obviously, I think everyone expects that, but you'll see Red Bull really kicking off the start of the season. But I think we could see a lot of race wins in the second half because there'll be some teams who will continue to work on their 2024 car and some teams who won't upgrades will be brought and so on um but i think it's going to be interesting to see because a lot of teams will switch off pretty early in that top five um for the 2025 season um yeah 
So anyway, uh, but yeah, it will be quite funny to see where um, Ferrari end up. But I definitely think it is the uh, beginning of the end for Hamilton. This is kind of uh, where it goes, you know. Uh, guys, did you hear that? This year's Ferrari, uh, this year is Ferrari's year for real this time, says Vincenzo. Of course, yeah, it always is, isn't it? I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's always Ferrari's year until around testing. Um, Scarves had a bit, quite a bit of criticism on the SF24. I haven't seen it yet, Hank. Um, they they are the outliers, aren't they? They've gone with uh, is it push rod at the back and no pull rod at the back instead of push rod, right? Whereas everyone else has gone push rod for the back. Um, so you know the thing is when Red Bull does something like that, it's interesting because you're like, what do they know? But when Ferrari does it, it's like, what have you got wrong and what don't you know? Um, yeah. So Ferrari, I believe it's pull rod at the back, isn't it? Uh, Hank, you'll know off the top of your head, I'm sure. Um, Hamilton, the beginning of the end, says Hank. What's your take on the Christian Horner situation? My take is that it's it's looking more and more like some sort of internal political play for a couple of reasons. One is that the guys who literally give me a ton of information from F1 that I used last year when this was much more of a, a breaking news channel are being very tight-lipped about the whole thing. In fact, to the point where they're kind of saying they don't know anything. So obviously they're not high up. I'm not talking directly to Helmut Mark or anything. These are you know, people with, we'll say, close to the source, but they're basically close to the source when it comes to actual car knowledge, driver contracts, stuff like that. They're not talking about anything, or they're not hearing anything at the very least at the moment. And the fact that Horner was there today, he's going to be there at the launch, he's probably going to be there at the first race, this could go on for weeks. That kind of hints to me a couple of things. One, it looks more and more like some sort of internal power struggle. Basically, I'm sure something has happened, by all by all notion, it seems like something has happened, but it seems like what has happened may not be to the level that everyone is talking about. And therefore, basically, the Red Bull higher-ups, you know, the, the side that kind of want to take more control now, Dietrich is gone, are potentially using it. The reason I say I think it's more along those lines is because at the start, it sounded like it was something very serious and they had clear-cut evidence. Now, as I mentioned last time on the stream, if you have clear-cut evidence, generally the rule would be, look, we have photos, we have emails, we have texts, we have something that is clear-cut evidence, and we're suspending you until the investigation completes. When you don't have clear-cut evidence, and it's kind of more he said, she said, and a proper investigation has to be done from that point of view, that's when you generally get, you know, okay, he'll continue until the investigation completes and then we'll get something. So, you know, um, I think I think part of it is Red Bull. The problem is we don't even know what the accusation is yet. That's why it's so difficult to know what's going on. Like, this could be something really serious. It could be nothing. We don't know. So, I, I my opinion is it, it seems to be leaning more and more towards some sort of power struggle, which is why I'm less, a bit less... Um, I'm a bit more skeptical of the fact that Nui and everyone else is against Horner. Um, you know, it just it just seems to me like there's at the start of this we had there was images, there was texts, there was emails, and if that's the case, you know, there would be a situation where you'd 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 be suspended pending an investigation when there's clear cut evidence. So clearly, this isn't as clear cut as everyone thinks it is on Twitter, or a, as a certain. A certain half of F1 thinks it is. Um, so Hank says the uh, Scarb said the car, the Ferrari was too conservative. Yeah, that's it. It's definitely not as aggressive as the Aston in terms of updates. Like the Aston, I expected the Aston to look somewhat similar to last year, which it does in terms of kind of overall concept. Um, but you can tell there's just so much so many aggressive pieces on that car. Like, obviously, they've kept... Um, I think it's Aston, right? Again, correct me if I'm wrong here. Aston, I think, is running push rod, push rod, right? They're, they haven't gone... So, obviously, we know that Mercedes now is going uh, pull rod at the back. Sorry. Am I... No, am I right on... The, sorry, we know Mercedes is going push rod on the back. I always get these confused. Um, but they haven't gone pull rod at the front, uh, Aston. But if you look at their suspension at the front, it's quite aggressively built. Even in the nature of where it bends in, where it's connected, 
you're right. Ferrari doesn't seem to have gone that aggressive. Ferrari very much seems like an evolution, but I guess the point here is, is that Ferrari has gone aggressive in some ways in that they're moving towards the Red Bull method a lot more, whereas they weren't near that last... Well, they were on that kind of... They were on that ramp, but they hadn't quite got to the top of it yet in terms of converting fully to the downwash Red Bull um, style of things, uh, concept. You can tell I've had a long day, sorry. Um, whereas Aston were already there. And I I think this is what I was saying um, at the end of last season. It's why I had a bit of concern for both Ferrari and Mercedes in that the two of them had to change concept quite severely over the offseason, whereas McLaren, Aston, Red Bull are evolving on concepts that they kind of, they're happy with, they know work, um, and Mercedes more so, because Mercedes would have had to highly, highly update that chassis. Um, so yeah, uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, AMR pushrod front and rear. Thank you, Hank. Appreciate that. Um, Let's see. Kaz says, if Horner had done something actually bad, he'd be out by now. Literally, uh, likely he did something minor and his enemies are trying to use it to force him out. Magpies ban, welcome to the chat. Good day. Uh, yeah, good one, good one. Thanks. To, nice to have you here. Uh, the Horner rumor started was started by Build. Do I need to say more? It, yeah, the, the, this is the problem. It's like the, the sources of all this, this talk. All of the normal sources that give you proper information are very much like nobody knows what's going on, you know, and Horner sticking around for now. And it just, to me, that comes out as, you know, this isn't as serious as we expected, or it could be serious, but there's currently no evidence and we're investigating. So we'll see. We'll see. I feel it's more of a Yoss helmet power play at Red Bull. It wouldn't surprise me, Magpies, with the two of them. Um, and Hank's... Uh, yeah, Telegraph as well reported it, didn't they? So yeah, let me um let me pull up some images here while we're at it. So look, given Ferrari was today, actually before we even jump on Ferrari, um let's quickly mention because people are talking about Horner. Um obviously we've got a spy shot um of the Red Bull for those of you who haven't seen it. Let me chuck it up here. Um but we've got this spy shot of the RB20. And it confirms a couple of things. First of all, it looks like the uh, RB20 livery is going to be exactly the same. Um, but there's some interesting features on this. So for those of you who haven't seen it, first of all, it's got the Mercedes-style Canon exits um, along the top. What I mean by that for anyone who's not aware is basically see where the red bull is on the top, the actual bull itself. Underneath that, there's looks like there's kind of ridges along coming down to the driver number and then sloping off down into the back. Those are the cannon exits for cooling. And uh, essentially, that is more or less exactly what the W14 had last year. Another interesting part of it that is very kind of W14-esque, but for very different reasons. So the W14, the W, sorry, the RB19 um, had, and I'll bring the image back up in a second, but just to explain, the RB19 had, um, as you probably remember, and as we'll see, as I can probably show in images, actually. Uh, so the RB19 had a uh, a lip at the front, and everyone has gone that way. In fact, I can show you um, on the Aston. is probably the easiest way to do this. So let me pull up the, uh, the Aston here. So on the side pod inlet of the Aston, you can see, like, it's a very, very high up on the Aston kind of inlet. Um, that brings the air up, over, and downwards into the side pod. Um, the Red Bull seems to be going, and if I zoom, I wonder, can I zoom into this more? Let me try without the uh, without it getting too bad in terms of, uh, yeah, it's close enough. Where you can see the mirror, it seems like they've got an overbite on the, the RB20. Basically, the side pod inlet is covered from the top instead of from the bottom with the lip. So top lip instead of the bottom, which is interesting again, because that was kind of what Mercedes did with theirs. Um, because basically Mercedes had to do it that way for one simple reason, which was they couldn't change the side impact structure on their car. Um, and that meant that essentially they had to do it up top because the mirror, the mirror housing basically was awkward for them. So they did it with the the top lip. It's interesting because I jokingly said on Twitter 
and a lot of people fell for it. And I think other people, I'm sure other people have said it. I think we've talked about it here on this channel, to be honest, that Red Bull and Nui, just for sheer shits and giggles, would show up with a zero side pod. Uh, and there, um, and there it would be, you know, it would be funny if they showed up with zero side pods on that. Steve PDX, welcome to the chat. Says, man, where's the laser printer on this, uh, or pointer on this? You know what, actually, Steve? That makes perfect sense. I'm not going to go and do the whole standy uppy thing. But you know what? For the rest of this, why don't I do it that way? That makes way more sense. Let me just do this. It's, it's going to look terrible, but it does make more sense to do it. Give me a second. Uh, give me two seconds. You're, you're right. And for audio listeners, this is absolutely atrocious stuff. Okay, so... Basically, what you can see is here, it's got the overbite along the top. So beforehand, obviously, uh, like with the Aston, and now I'm going to have to drag the Aston down. Oh, you can't see that. You can't, you can't even see that. What am I doing? Told you this would be terrible. Magpies Man says it would be brilliant if uh, they came with a, um, with, a, uh, with a zero side pod setup. Right, so let me just, I'm going to pull the Aston up first, okay? So with the Aston, you can see here that obviously like the Red Bull last year, the sidepod inlet basically ran down here. So you can see where that, you know, brings the air in over the top and in. And the Red Bull last year was very much like that. Now the new Red Bull has it the other way around. So for those of you who haven't seen it, it's got it over the top. So this is the spy shot here. Um, so basically it looks like they're going very much similar to what uh, Ferrari did. Or sorry, what the W14 did. Um, and then, uh, let's see, I'll just go back here. And then, uh, you can see here with the Canon exits along the top, um, it seems to be very, very similar to what the, uh, the W14 did. And the Trolls, uh, it seems to be an actual one. Um, because I saw a video of it rolling out um, in Silverstone, so with the camera in front and everything, and it looked bang on to what this was. Um, so it should be accurate, but until until launch, until testing, I'll uh, take everything with a pinch of salt. Um, yeah, so is anyone talking about how Ferrari have changed concept to RB, McLaren, and AM have already been developing for a year? Yeah, um, we've, so we were just talking about that Vislo as well. Um, and let's see, audio listeners missing out on awesome chat. Anyway, they should join us on the tube 100%. Uh, right. So let me just figure out, is there an easier way for me to drag things in behind me? We'll find out in a minute. So let's pull up the Ferrari, I guess. We'll talk about Ferrari first. Um, and I'm going to put it behind me because you know what, Steve BDX, you are a genius. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Cause I was like, oh, I'd have to do it with the whole standing upset and that'd be a pain in the balls. So I will put some of the images behind me when I need to explain. What the trolls eat? Mercedes. Um, there is moving footage of them rolling on. Uh, okay, so yeah. So the airbox looks a lot like the RB18 again, does it? Let me pull it up again so we can have... If it, you know what? We've got time. We're going to go through Ferrari and, uh, and Aston, but let's, let's pull it up again, this, uh, this image here. So let me get it up behind me. And actually, let me just get it right in terms of uh, where it is in placement. Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, it does. But then at the same time, I think they're all, they all seem to be going down this route, Hank, um, of basically, it's a terrible idea with that anyway. Yeah. Basically this undercut here, aren't they? And then it kind of swoops out and goes in around. The Aston Martin has a, a really deep kind of almost double floor undercut again on there. You're right, it is more towards the RB18. It seems like everything around it has changed. Um, but yeah, let's let's have a look at the, the RB here, because the RB is basically, a, or sorry, the Aston, I mean, um, for a second, because the Aston is basically the same idea in terms of side pod shape. Like, I mean, that is very similar. It's actually, it just seems like, Obviously, we can't tell from the, the shot angle of the Red Bull, I guess. But it seems like this undercut here is more defined in the Aston. Um, so, 
Yeah, you're right though, Hank. It, it is going back more towards it. Um, let's have a quick look at the Ferrari. I really want to have a quick look at the Ferrari because uh, there's not a huge amount to talk about, but it is a really slick livery. So without my ugly face first, we'll put up the uh, the Ferrari livery because that is really slick. Um, so I, I like the bit of yellow that they've introduced, the lines, you know, even you know, the shell logo being a bit more prominent. It's a bit more old school, I think. And I was a bit worried that the yellow outlines on the, the, the numbers would be bad. But livery-wise, livery-wise, the Ferrari is absolutely amazing. And I'm the only thing, and I agree with what some of the people have said online, the only thing I do miss is, uh, you know, I think it's time to bring glossy Ferraris back. But in terms of this particular style i think the mat works really well um i have literally no no problem with this livery from any angle i really like it i think it's absolutely beautiful and in fact you know the more i look at it which is probably the opposite to some people the more i look at it the more i actually kind of enjoy the um the the yellow lions i think it's something a bit different um you know i, I think it's uh I think it looks really nice. I, I really nice. Um, so we can look at a few things here as well while we're at it. So let's uh, let's explore the Ferrari and then we'll get the AMR again. Um, and let me see as well if I can find um, any more of the RB20 stuff, and we can have a quick chat about that later on as well. Uh, in fact, here you go. One sec. Let me um let me get you something here, guys, real quick, cause uh, you know, we'll we'll jump around here. It doesn't matter. Uh Ferrari's only P1 in 2024 is the livery, says Kaz. Do we have any major technical changes to the 24 season? No, uh, we don't. Um, as far as I'm aware, we've got none. Um give me a sec, guys. I'm just Lining something up here. Okay, so Hank um, and everyone else. Uh, let me just... Uh, sorry if this is really loud. Sorry about this. There. Uh, uh, what am I trying to do? So this is the uh, the video of... The Red Bull. It's the leaked video of the Red Bull today. For anyone interested. Um, on a filming day. Um, and I'll just run it one more time so everyone can see it. From the beginning. If it will let me. Which apparently it won't. No. Uh, why is this being such a pain in the balls today. Um, let's see. Okay. Should play now. There we go. So that's the, uh, as you can see, Hank, that's the actual, the video there of it playing, I believe. Um, so yeah, it does, it does seem like that's accurate. It does seem like it's a, a what it actually looks like. So yeah, RB20, um, I reckon the livery will be, uh, will be the same again, but that's to be expected. Um, apparently it was a Mavadello. Max already said on stream that the livery would be a shocker. Same as always. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know is DRS open one lap sooner, says Mavadello. Yeah. The 2024 changes are, um, so Kaz says, uh, only 2024 changes are less metal allowed in floor edge for safety and thicker wheels to prevent tire loss and crash. Um, yeah, the lap one opening of the DRS. Um, and Vizlov says, I wouldn't be surprised if Ferrari are fourth in fourth fastest in Bahrain. Yeah, neither would I. And Hank says, uh, the livery suits the car. Right, let's let's just do there's not like let's let's have a look at the ferrari here so let me see i can pull it up behind me because there's only really a couple of major changes on the ferrari major changes um major changes uh so let's pull them up 
So obviously we've got the um first of all let's let's implement what I'm calling the Steve PDX on demand pointer system. Um obviously you can see right away they've gone fully with the kind of lip on the side pods and you can see like I can see where Hank is coming from and oh my god stupid iPhone. Uh, I can see where Hank is coming from when he mentioned that Scarb said this is too conservative. Um because you can see what it, it means, basically, that they've got the lip there and even the side pod itself. So if I pull the side pod across, so you can see it in full view. The side pod is very Red Bull mixed with some elements of the Aston Martin, but all underdeveloped. I would not be surprised at all, at all, if Ferrari shows this right now. And by the end of testing, we've got a completely different side pod. I, I would not be even slightly surprised by that because the side pod does seem quite conservative in terms of, especially here. So like, obviously this was an area where Red Bull were prioritizing and a lot of teams started looking at it last year. McLaren, especially Aston Martin, um, you know. So I would not be surprised if they show up to Bahrain testing with a much more aggressive uh, lip here for the, the intakes. And maybe are just waiting to see what the other teams do, um, you know, over launch season and, and whatnot. The undercut, yeah, it, like, it does seem, it doesn't seem quite as detailed on this side pod as the other ones. I guess the floor is still more important, isn't it? But, hmm, I would not be surprised at all if that changes. Obviously, they've got a, um, a brand new, um, a brand new, let's see, I'll pull this on here. Where is it? I'll fix this for next time, make this easier to do. But anyway, for now, it's fine. Um, Obviously, they've got a brand new front wing, um, which I'll pull up now. So on the front wing here, you can see they've, it's attached to the second element. Um, It's wider. They've got a, a, a very different style of front wing, obviously, to go with uh, some updates in the suspension to allow more airflow through. What's interesting is, according to, or by the looks of the spy shot, Red Bull have gone back to connecting the nose to the first element of the wing, whereas Aston Martin and Ferrari have actually gone the other way. I, I can't remember whether Ferrari was connected. I feel like the Ferrari last year was connected to this first element, uh, but they, they seem to be going back now along with Aston Martin, and Red Bull seem to be going the opposite direction. Obviously, the thinking is to allow more air um, clean air through into the uh, into the floor. Um, so yeah, the the um, let's just have it go back here because Hank just brings up an interesting point, which is kind of the same on all of them. So as Hank says, the uh, the floor edge is pretty much plain. Uh, that's been the same on every single car. Um, I don't think any of them have given that away. I think that's the easiest thing for them in renders just to leave out. And even on show cars, just to put a really basic one in. Um, so, yeah. I wonder if they have Checo's Monaco floor on the Ferrari, says Andy from Beaverton. Biggest rule change needed for 2025, says Kaz. No bare carbon permitted. I would agree with that. Uh, still hope with McLaren, right, says that random F1 dude. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason. Like, McLaren and... Um, for me, I, I actually... I do think that Aston Martin and McLaren should have a leg up on Ferrari and Mercedes. I think that could be dented massively by the driver lineup because um, not McLaren so much because Piastri and, and Norris are both strong, but Aston has a severe Achilles heel in the fact that realistically, unless Stroll can really pull something out of the bag, even if the Aston is absolutely brilliant, they could end up third, fourth or fifth in the constructors purely based on they only are firing on one cylinder instead of two with Alonso. Um, so... You know, we'll see on that one. Um, McLaren should do really well. I, I Mercedes is going to be really interesting to see tomorrow. Um, and let me just jump in now and show the back of the Ferrari. So I'll show it here livery-wise first. I, I genuinely, I think this and the uh, the V-carb are two of the, the best liveries. I Obviously, I really like the, uh, I really like the, uh, the Aston Martin as well, but that's because, as you probably have all noticed, I'm becoming a bit of an Aston Martin fanboy because they're the right underdog with the plan, which is what I like. I liked Red Bull back then because they were underdog with the plan, you know. 
Ferrari is kind of underdog with no plan, but now that Fred's back, it seems to be going better. But yeah, genuinely lovely livery. I really, really, really like it. Um, but in terms of liveries, um, let's pull one up here. Oops, what have I done? I keep. I need to uh, get back in form on this. My my apologies, guys. Uh, I've done something stupid here. Give me a second. Um, terms of beautiful liveries, obviously we've got the uh, the AMR twenty four, which I think looks really slick. If I'm honest, um, but let me see. Can I pull up some actual images of it here? Um, some proper ones. And let's get chatting about that. Calling it Mercedes will have the most carbon except Alpine, um, says that random F1 dude. Uh, let me just, I'll get into the, uh, the Aston delivery in a minute. Uh, the 2022 SF was connected at the first element and the 23 and 24 in the second. Thank you, Hank. A bastion of uh, technical knowledge as always there. Appreciate that. Um, the tricolor is back, wasn't there last year on the front wing? I mean, says Mavadello. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I I like those little those little things are are great. Like, um, let's see what else we got here. The lip looks bodged on to the Ferrari, says uh, Hank. Yep. Uh, I I I would not be surprised if over testing they have something completely different. It does look. I I what. <sighs> I think I was cut off because it was such a different concept that they had gone with. And I was like, eh, interesting. But as soon as you said conservative and I looked at it again, I was like, this looks like they've just kind of, they've gone with the initial type that they built and they're going to bring something more substantial um, to testing. We'll, we'll see though. Maybe if not, then maybe it'll be a worry for the Ferrari guys. Um, calling it Mercedes will have the most carbon except Alpine. Wouldn't be surprised. And green as well, because they've brought WhatsApp along, haven't they? Um, let's see. He's a Stroll fan. Everyone unsubscribe immediately, says Kaz. No, I'm an Alonso Aston fan. They need to remove Stroll. Uh, not, they need to keep Lawrence Stroll, but remove Lance, because Lawrence Stroll is giving that team everything they need to succeed um, in terms of just, here's piles of money, give me results fast, which is fine. Um, you know, it's kind of what you expect. Um, also any news when McLaren and Mercedes will reveal their livery, actual car says that random F1 dude. So Mercedes is revealing their car tomorrow morning. Um, and I believe they're doing a shakedown. Uh, McLaren, I think are doing a shakedown on, I could be wrong here, but I think they're doing a shakedown on Friday and therefore we'll see the actual car, but they've already revealed their livery, obviously. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let me pull up, um, let me see. So let's jump on to the Aston, I guess, uh, and go through some, some of it in terms of livery for the Aston. I mean, it's kind of what we expected. There's a bit more carbon, but I think really tastefully done. They've done it on the pieces that you can't really see anyway. Um, let me put this behind me to kind of explain what I mean by that. Um, you know, I think this is why the McLaren with its um the McLaren with its livery and the uh uh what am I trying to say here? The McLaren and the Aston and even the Ferrari kind of get away with the carbon because of this. Like what they've done is so there's carbon here on the sides, not really that noticeable in most lights. Obviously the floor and everything under here is gonna be carbon. In here is carbon. It looks nice. That's done tastefully. It's done well, in my opinion. Whereas the Alpine was just too much. It's the nose of the Alpine that's not enough. And, you know, I think it's got all the right places. Also, I do like the fact that this is kind of a glossy green as well. It's not a matte green. I, I like this. I, I mean, I wasn't expecting this to be any different. The Aston, I think, is going to be very much like Ferrari in that they'll come with very similar liveries every year. But because of the kind of branding it's going for, Ferrari is Ferrari and Aston Martin is a heritage brand and it's got its look. So I think, you know, we're just to expect these. Obviously, I think Red Bull, Red Bull can be a little bit disappointed for that because the Red Bull livery is a great livery. And I do agree, like when you have a great livery like that, that's iconic, don't change it as much. But I think because Red Bull's a marketing company and a drinks company, I feel like they could change it quite a lot and don't. And I get it to a certain extent, but it's not like Ferrari and Aston where 
that's a very corporate brand identity that they've got, you know? Um, but yeah, Aston's banging. Ferrari's banging as well. Um, yeah, really, really happy with these, to be honest. The new Red Bull looks looks good. Um, it's also the RB20 20th Red Bull. So is that right? No, it's not, is it? The RB19 was a 20... Because it was the RB16B, right? But yeah, they had a, a lineup of uh, DC and the RB1 apparently on track. So, yeah. Um. So let's see. So so far for me, says Mavadello, it's Ferrari one, V Corp second, Aston Martin third, McLaren fourth, fifth the rest. Um, Kaz says Aston is clean and classy. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, what does it say on that map behind me? I've genuinely forgot designing this. Give me a second. Oh, the white rug of war. Anyway, um, some of the black on the McLaren isn't actually bare carbon. That's fair enough. Yeah, I suppose they'll they'll kind of blend it in. Are Mercedes and McLaren launching both on Valentine's Day? So, yes, Hank, you're right. You're bang on there. That's what it is. I think McLaren are doing their launch or shakedown or something along those lines, the actual car um, tomorrow, and Mercedes are tomorrow as well. I believe that's correct. Um, however... Um, Mercedes are the only ones launching a new livery tomorrow, so that makes sense. Um, according to the list on F1, they are, uh, says Mavadello. Thank you for that. Uh, honestly, my favorite is between the Ferrari and the McLaren. I personally, yeah, Ferrari and Aston for me, I really like. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see the Mercedes actually because they're gonna go with green, and you would imagine that it'll be a black livery for Mercedes this year. Um, final year for Hamilton, he wanted the black livery. Uh, you would imagine, right? And then they'll go back to Silver Arrows next year, fresh start, kind of with Russell at the helm type of thing. Um, British Racing Green has a heritage of over a hundred years. Of course, Arrows also. Also, I like British Racing Green. You know why? Because it's technically an Irish color. It was Irish Racing Green. Um, as far as I re- if I remember the stories correctly, it was Irish racing green and the British basically adapted it and it became British racing green. But I, I need to look that up again, but I'm fairly sure that's not me just being a nationalist who's got Mexican residency. Uh, Marcus says, Jason, how are you? Held good again. Yeah, all good. Uh, just decided to kind of slow things down and take a different approach to content creation so that I'm not overburned. Um, obviously this week and next week are a bit of a hassle because, um, I want to make sure I've got everything done so I can do three full days of, of streaming uh, next week for testing. Um, let's see. I don't understand McLaren with delivery and car reveal. There's no way they're showing their hand before preseason testing or Bahrain. Yeah, I, I don't know what... Uh, and welcome to chat, Aaron. Uh, I, I don't know what the plan is. I think they're just doing a shakedown launch tomorrow, kind of similar to what Ferrari did today. I think... But I'm not sure on that. We'll see. Maybe they're just doing a launch with the, the interviews and stuff tomorrow. Um, perhaps. I'm not I'm not sure. McLaren desperately needs to go back to mostly Chrome, says Kaz. Yeah, I would love that. Um, I also, I would love if McLaren just did kind of a Marlboro McLaren style, but with white and papaya. Like real old school look of just, you know, the white and papaya kind of uh, MP4. That would look cool, I think. Maybe. Maybe it looked terrible on these new cars, actually. Uh, the funny part is both McLaren and MB are launching their car on Silverstone. Yeah, they should get them out there and do some lap times together. Because they've got uh, speed limits, haven't they? They're only allowed to go a certain percentage of, of full uh, full horsepower, whatever it is. It's not 60%. That's the wind tunnel, I'm trying to think. But there is some sort of limit on, on the, the amount they can push it during the shakedowns. Yeah. Um, so let me throw up. Is there anything else to throw up here? So we've got um, obviously the uh, top-down look. I'll just put it up real quick of the Aston Martin. You see they've changed the uh, the gullies as well. So they've still got their kind of bathtub scoop gullies, uh, canals, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, but they're, uh, they are a little bit further back. So there's a bit more of a top surface. <laughs> Um, and then I just wanted to have a look because it's intrigued me after seeing the so-called RB20. 
but no, they're not doing it. So I was just going to say the Canon exits on the um, on the Aston aren't quite um, no, they're not as high as they are on the on. I, I was thinking because they've got the same shape as the Red Bull and the Mercedes, like here. So basically, from here back, they've got the same shape, but essentially on the RB twenty, they continue up here and look almost as if they're coming off the halo and down. It's basically the same thing, except it leaves no ridge here, essentially. Um, and then the side pod, I, I think we're going to see some substantially different cars. I think this side pod here isn't the complete one for, for, for testing either. Yeah, so there. But yeah. I'm looking forward. So I'll probably do another stream on Thursday for the Red Bull and uh, Mercedes launch. And I'll try and be a little bit more awake. But, you know, no promises. Bit of a hectic week. How much does the weight, how much weight does the paint actually add on these cars? I imagine it's only a couple of kilos, says Steve. If that, I'd say, yeah, I, I'd say it's very little. But I suppose in a game where every tenth counts, you know, even, even if it's, you know, two hundredths of a ten or two hundredths of a second, it's probably worth it, you know, which it probably isn't even that, to be honest. Uh, McLaren did the Papaya Marlboro livery in IndyCar and it was quite nice. Yes, they did, didn't they? Um, it's a good idea. English weren't allowed to organize a GP on public roads. A man with a red flag had to run in front of the cars, so they deviated to Ireland. In gratitude, they painted their cars green. Hank, man, like... Man, you you too much knowledge. You've too much. How do you fit it all in there? I would consider myself quite good memory wise, and uh, it's pushed me to shame. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, fully painted about six kilograms, Mavadell. I didn't think it'd be that high. That's insane. That is insane. Um, Menace F one the or Menace won the goat says scarbs. From uh, Peter Windsor said. The Ferrari basically looks the same as last year. Ah, it's, in fairness, to like, it's quite different from last year. It's they were going down that downwash concept, but the side pods are very different. The suspension is definitely different, even though they've kept with um pull rod at the back and push rod at the front. It is a substantially different car, but I think I do agree with Scarabs, which the point that Hank brought up, which is in terms of going the direction of the Red Bull, it's quite conservative. Um, AMR uses the Alpine concept um, for the gullies yeah um, although they seem to be deviating a little bit from it right uh, according to Alfa Romeo team manager um, what's it oh according the six kilos isn't the paint just vinyl now yeah it's a vinyl wrap isn't it it's not really a paint job um, but apparently it can add six kilos if that is to be believed i think it's meant to contain the losses of the halo and vents um it's just a good idea for compartmentalizing the airflow which is why i think most cars are going to adopt it as it's not very costly um that makes sense uh vinyl is too heavy says hank so what is it then because it, it is some sort of is it actual paint or is it some sort of wrap because i was under the illusion it was some sort of wrap that they put on it um I was expecting a lot of cars, says Stephen, to look like the Aston and even the Red Bull. Yeah, it... <sighs> mm. Well, they do in a way, don't they? So what have we got so far? So the McLaren is quite far down that Red Bull route. It's very similar to the Red Bull. We'll see, you know, what they've done. The Red We, we need to see what the Red Bull has changed to over the course of testing. Because even what, even what we've seen on that Silverstone clip even that is probably not complete as to what we'll see in uh in in bahrain testing because last year as well the lip and so on i believe showed up at bahrain um says yanu says came late never had that problem uh what are we talking about uh just aston martin ferrari and the red bull leak at the moment um, and in fact, I'm going to put the Red Bull leak behind me because I think it's one of the more interesting points of the day because we all have seen um, a ton of stuff regarding Ferrari and Red Bull and so on. So I'll put this in the background just for anyone interested who hasn't maybe dedicated their entire life to doing nothing but just looking at F1 news. Um, so the Red Bull is behind me there. 
It is paint without a uh, carrier. Okay. Says Hank. Uh, better late than never uh, liveries. <laughs> better late than pregnant. Um, as I always say. Um, so yeah, so we've got a bit of news today. So yeah, this is the Ferrari leak. Whether that's actually what it looks like, I would imagine it probably is. Um, that was it running on track today. So that's what the, the Red Bull apparently looks like. Um, and that was actually running out. So we have a video of it as well. Um, some interesting pieces on it, but it's the exact same livery. Given it's a filming day for the, you know, given it's a filming day, you'd almost certainly assume that that is exactly what the livery is going to look like because that would be more or less the entire point of a filming day. Um, but yeah, so it is what it is. And Yane, uh, I'll just pop this up on screen as well. This is, I'm not making promises, but tomorrow's video, it should be out tomorrow, 8 a.m. CT, or it may be Thursday. It depends on what I get done, but this is the cover for tomorrow's video talking about the, uh, you know, Hamilton entering Ferrari and the final stages of his career. Um, so hopefully I'll have that finished and edited for tomorrow morning. Um, and it's the RB19. Yeah, it's the RB19 with, um, with the, so as we talked about already, for anyone who wasn't here, it's the barrel, uh, kind of cannon exits leading from the halo down and having that kind of gully there as well. Um, to, as I think it was Steven said, to contain the losses along there. Um, which makes sense. And then you've got the overbite here. So instead of the air coming in over this and in to the side pod, it's now being brought under the side pod, which is interesting because I would have thought that that will affect this undercut here, but they've obviously figured that out. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting one. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, did you make the drawing? Um, that is awesome, Jason, says Mavadello. Thank you very much. Um so, yeah, uh, I didn't actually. I'll just pull it up again to show you. So, uh, what I started with was actually I took, um, I got AI to do a similar, like kind of similar style to what I wanted. And then I had to go in and edit the shit out of it. So, basically, the base was AI. And then I added in a ton of stuff like change the colors out to some purple, um, you know, the Hamilton kind of logo at the top, the Shell logo, the Monster logo, the Ferrari logo, the Puma logos. <laughs> And just cleaned it up quite a lot. Um, so yeah. So that's kind of the, the new style that the channel is going down anyway. So hopefully you guys like it. Um, I'm just surprised that everyone sans Mercedes has abandoned the use of the crash structure as a winglet. And even Merck might be abandoning it. Yeah, it is. Obviously, I mean. It obviously is not as effective for them. You know. Um, because I suppose if it was effective, they'd all keep using it, but you, I would have imagined it would have had some use as a loophole, but apparently it just doesn't. So yeah, it's an interesting one though. I love, I love this time of year when we're going to get all the cars rolled out and testing. I'm so looking forward to testing this year. Um, and especially cause like last year was such a ball. I was like, it's 1am to 10am for me here. So it's, it literally is a night shift for three nights. I loved it last year. It was just class, just had so much fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to, to watching everything on track. And I've got a better setup now. I've put a big TV on the wall in front of me so I can stream with everything here and watch it. So it's going to be good. How are you feeling about Checo this season, by the way? Possibly last season. I don't know if it'll be his last season in F1, but I would not be surprised if it's his last season with Red Bull. I seriously doubt they'll keep him for 2025. Um, as a massive Checo fan, that makes me sad, but I suppose it is what it is. Um, it depends. If if he comes in and stays very close to Max the whole way through, then maybe. But I think, I think it's not in their plan because I think they've got to figure out, you know, who is the, who's the number two that can eventually step up to be number one, is what they've kind of got to figure out. I think. Um, same as they did with Vettel, same as they did with uh, or with Verstappen, you know. Um, did you see Ferrari's tech director said suspension setup is a bit overrated? Basically, the opposite of what Newby has said about this generation of car. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, that, it's an interesting one, Kaz, isn't it? Because, like, you've got to imagine that 
the suspension is pretty important given the fact that Nui specifically said this is the one piece he wanted to design himself. Um, so yeah, it seems like a very Ferrari thing to say, doesn't it? But the good thing is they have actually... If if all he meant was that, you know, pull rod here and push rod here doesn't matter, it's how you design the pull rod and push rod, maybe there's something to it. Maybe they figured out how to achieve the same thing and get some benefits, and maybe it'll be a good thing. But, um, yeah, let's see. Um, F1 cars look like F1 cars, says Hank, yeah. Uh, right, the correct use of AI, says Mavadello. Yeah, see, this is the thing. So for what, I, what I did was... um. Or what I've been doing is using AI to kind of give me a base version because I can't hand draw stuff from scratch. So you get AI to do that. The problem is then AI is just not as good as an actual illustrator. So one, you don't want to overuse it. And two, I just like the idea of taking that as a base and then I can go and put my creative spill on it. And it lets me as well keep a kind of consistent look to this kind of new version of the channel that I want which is kind of a mixture of my personality with MKBHD, Johnny Harris, and Josh Revel in terms of content. So yeah, it's going to be content that you should be able to watch months after it's published and it'll still be relevant with my kind of, with not too heavily scripted. So like I've got a rough script, but not heavily scripted because I don't like that. So it's more just me talking off the top of my head, but then with this, so that's kind of MKBHD style with then Johnny Harris in terms of editing, in terms of kind of that documentary style. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you guys will like it. Hopefully I get the video tomorrow. If not, it'll be next Wednesday. And if it is, screw it. Um, let's see. So are you looking forward to more RB dominance, says Marcus Strymon? I don't think... Um, oh, This is going to come back to bite me, but I don't think Red Bull... Um. I don't think Red Bull will be as far away from the pack. I think, you know, I think the other teams have somewhat. So Mercedes, Aston, sorry, uh, McLaren, Aston, and so on. Um, I think they'll have caught up to an extent, but I think Red Bull will, Red Bull are still by far the favorites. Um, and to be honest, if Max dominates, but we get a season like last year where the second fastest team is always kind of, you know, swapping around and changing. I don't care. I thought last season was quite good. And I know I'm probably among the the smaller percentage of F1 fans, but even even though I'm not a big Max fan, I really enjoyed it last year. Um the Aston storyline, you know, will Mercedes jump back up? Um where the hell did this McLaren come from? Why are Alpine so shit? They were all really interesting points to look at. Um, the fact that Sauber spent crucial development money to build their own gearbox case to go with push rods instead should have given Ferrari a warning sign, says Yane. That's a fair point as well, yeah. Uh, education says uh, push rod or pull rod. I think mine might be both. <laughs> well, you got upstrokes and downstrokes. Uh, Marcus Stroyman says, uh, Jason, since you know that I am a Hamilton and Merck fan, I just wanted you all to know that I regret Hamilton going to Ferrari because I really don't feel like Ferrari are that competent. Um, yeah, you know what though? I mean, I, I think Ferrari at the end of the day, if we think about it this way, the last team who actually challenged Red Bull for a title was Ferrari in 2022. They didn't challenge them the whole way through, but you never know. They could get it right. So let's see. Um, but yeah, I think, I look, I think honestly for me, um, Hamilton at Mercedes was kind of a bit stale for me. I was saying, like, I think he should just call it quits because he's not going to win another title with Mercedes in his in his term of career. So it's kind of spiced it up a little bit. I'm looking forward to seeing Hamilton in a new a new line because I enjoyed watching Hamilton go to Mercedes. And 2014, watching him drive was fun. Um, 2015, less so. 2016, a bit more so because there was an actual title fight. And then 2017, 2018, fun with Vettel. 2019, eh, 2020, eh. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Hamilton in a new challenge. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, mechanically, a push rod or pull rod does not make a difference. The possibilities are the same, says Hank. This is the thing, yeah, maybe maybe, it, maybe he's right in terms of it doesn't make a difference. And maybe as long as the core concept of, of how it mechanically holds itself and keeps the platform stable, 
um, is the same. I, I'm not an expert in suspension. I don't I don't pretend to be one on the internet, so I'm not sure. Max definitely wins 15 plus races this year, six cast. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be closer this year. I think Max will take the title this year. If I had to put money on it, I would say Max and Red Bull take the title this year. But I think it'll be a lot closer than last year. Not title fight, maybe, but in terms of wins, I think it'll be closer. I reckon Max wins 12 this year, which is still astonishing. But I reckon he wins 12 this year. I mean, Merck butchered the regs, but somehow are still ahead of Ferrari at times. That, that's a fair point, Marcus. Bad decision, Hamilton. P.S. The last season was indeed very good. And Steve PDX says, The last season was great. McLaren coming up, Merck going backwards was great. Uh, Aaron says, I'll be defining if Hamilton... It'll be defining if Hamilton can half... Uh, can have half the effect on Ferrari that Shumi did. I'm very hopeful. Uh, seal the legacy. I, I think this is what I'll, I'm talking about in the new video. Not to give too much away, but... I think if... Hamilton stayed at Mercedes, I think it would be detrimental to his legacy. Whereas I think that fresh challenge at Ferrari and taking that on, like, because it was at a different team, you know, um, like if Schumacher had stayed with Ferrari, not retired at all and stayed with Ferrari through until 2012, I think that would have damaged his legacy because at some point, it, you know, they probably... Mm, would it have though anyway the point here is is that essentially Hamilton going to a new team kind of allows that cap end on the legacy where you have that incredible Mercedes era his McLaren start and then his you know his attempt at Ferrari you know maybe he gets a win or two in the Ferrari or whatever way it works out but it kind of seals that legacy whereas I think if he stayed at Mercedes for all of it you couldn't remember his Mercedes time as just that, you know, era of success because you'd also have, you know, five years potentially, kind of half of his time at Mercedes being struggling and potentially dropping to the midfield. Who knows? Because he's obviously seen something not working there. So I think, I think Ferrari, regardless of how it turns out, kind of seals off that legacy for him, gives him that final challenge and kind of writes the end of his story in, in Formula One. Um, so I'm happy he's doing it. Um, Hamilton, Hamilton after two weeks of Ferrari. Bono, it's weird. Nobody listens to my rants. Bono, Bono. <laughs> um, and Ferrari is, uh, let's see. Ferrari is for Hamilton the better prospect now, says Hank. Yeah, and I think I, I don't like to give the race too much credit, but they did say one thing that I think makes sense. Mercedes, Ferrari doesn't necessarily need to be better than Mercedes. It just needs not to be worse. And at the moment, depending, obviously we haven't started this season, but if we're looking at just 2023, there wasn't a big difference between Ferrari and Mercedes. So, you know, I know they finished second in the constructors, but that is very much down to, uh, you know, Aston being at the top and then dropping completely off and McLaren being completely at the bottom and then zooming up. If McLaren and Aston had been consistent last year for the whole season, so if McLaren had started as they did, uh, as they ended, and if Aston had finished as they started, you probably would have had a situation where it would have been Mercedes fourth and Ferrari fifth last year, which is where I think they could end up this year, both of those teams. But anyway... I mean, it seems like Merck didn't want to commit for a longer term. Honestly, they didn't want him anymore. It seems like I think they're future proofing now. I think they're planning and looking ahead towards 2026. And I reckon they probably thought to themselves, it's time to start building a team around Russell, um, which just honestly just kind of makes sense. I mean, if you're, you don't want to build, I know that the team's built around Hamilton, but you're going towards new regs 2026. I think that would have been. You know, it would have been quite hard to do that. So, yeah. I think he has a point, especially which is the rhetoric around using aggressive anti-pitch characteristics for being good for suspension design. I think the way RB was an elegant, albeit rudimentary, way to approach it considering they don't have the sophisticated inboard suspension machinery they used to enjoy. Otherwise, if Ferrari has a way to get sort of compliance they're looking for, they would achieve the same or better compliance than Red Bull with a more sophisticated setup, says Stephen. Some interesting stuff. 
and people who know more about suspension than me. I like it. And it kind of feels like Mercedes are good old reliable and Ferrari are just riding on TNT, hoping the explosion lasts to the finish line. Love it. Guys, I have to go there because I have to try and finish up this video for tomorrow. Again, no promises, but I'm hoping to. And uh, I will see you guys probably Thursday evening or Friday morning latest to go through the Mercedes um, and the, the uh, Red Bull as in-depth as, uh, as, as this one was, which is to say we didn't really cover it at all. We just talked shite, but that's what this channel is all about, talking absolute bantery shite with all of you. And I absolutely love it. To all of you who are listening on Spotify, please leave a five-star review if you haven't already. And if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or anything like that, do give it a follow. Do give it a review if that's even possible. And if you're watching it, thank you. Join us for the chat, um, the banter, and everything else. Thanks, everybody. Smash that like button, Menace the Goat says. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Bye.